Customers are rushing to your store. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a mm, real POS? You need Shopify for retail. Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. With Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into the one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Connect with customers in line and online. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug and play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. Get hardware that fits your business. Take payments by smartphone, transform your tablet into a point of sale system, or use Shopify's POS Go mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash theathletic, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash theathletic to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash theathletic. It's time for another episode of Birds with Friends. Just the duo feathery weather and weather in any season to see the Eagles eating teams like Scrammy's top with cheese is Philadelphia. Both and Zach kicking it cooler than two team until Zach runs off with his valet keys. He's a real nuanced goose. Pull up a branch, get loose. It's time for some juice on some birds with friends. The early bird gets the worm, but prefers getting turned like a turn on some birds with friends. Zach coming at you with steps and things, flapping their wings on. How do you have time to consume all this content? You're listening to Dave Spadaro interviews. I, I take the morning bike ride and I just. Oh, I want to hear more about that, but go ahead. No, the Schuylkill Trail. I, I, oh, really? Hello, everybody, and welcome to the very first episode of a new podcast on The Athletic as we expand our local coverage. Uh, this is a show called Birds with Friends. Bo Wolf, Zach Berman, and Marissa Dunn here to talk about day, however many, 10, practice 10 of Philadelphia Eagles training camp. We'll get to the Quackness report. We're going to talk to Zach Rosenblatt, who covers the Jets for The Athletic. We're going to get a little preview on the other side before Friday night's preseason opener. We'll, uh, I don't know, Marissa, maybe uh, we can visit Zach's pop culture corner uh towards the end of the episode if there's anybody that you want to take a look at for and, okay. and we'll answer some of your questions in the chat so uh welcome everybody marissa how are you i'm doing great how are you guys doing doing all right zach what's new i'm doing well i'm excited for this podcast i i just finished the practice report i have a story coming out tomorrow there's some other things uh that i was i was working on my wife was out to dinner last night and so i was able to um like do a lot of transcribing which <laughs> Might not say, what's that? No, well, which, I mean, we, we, give, I'm giving uh, her a chance. Uh, I'm trying to play uh, both sides. Let's be no, equal she was, with the mistress talk. No, she was out with friends. But 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 the thing is, you know, transcribing might not sound like a, a fun activity, but during training camp, there are just so many of these mm. like interviews and press conferences that you know you you want to get them into the notebook. So did a lot of that last night, and uh, it was it was it was good. It was it was it was good hearing what these guys had to say again. Does anybody pop to mind 
from your time covering the beat in terms of your favorite or least favorite person to transcribe in terms of like the way they talked, like the cadence of mm -hmm. it, anything like that, like, like made it easy. I always found Malcolm to be transcribable. Yeah, a good one. Yeah. Yes. So yes, I, I would say Malcolm. What about you? Uh, I would say I, I did not enjoy uh, transcribing Joe Banner not because it wasn't good content or it wasn't clear. It's just that the way he speaks, uh, it's hard to punctuate. He goes, he doesn't finish sentences. He just sort of gotcha. Goes I, I on, noticed that he in, goes in, in like yeah. different tangents throughout his answer. And so it's like, Oh, I got to throw an M dash here. Here we go. A little, little semicolon. Let's bring this all back together. Parenthetical. It's, it's, <laughs> it's tough as you're going to, to piece that bad boy together. Alshon was definitely the most difficult. Well, that's true. And to answer the questions I see in the chat now, yes, there are transcription services on your phone. The thing is this, we need to be yeah, like hundred percent reliable in our quotes. So if, if the transcription service gets something wrong, when we put it in a story, we, we, we can't say, oh, well, well the app did it in, incorrectly. <laughs> you know, we, we have to be accurate. So I have a trans, I have an app that transcribes it, but I go through and listen and listen back speaking of which i would say that i had my my lowest moment of the beat today uh Ooh. like my heart some uh, something where my heart just dropped and uh we were talking to we were talking to jalen rager after practice first time that we've talked to jalen rager this summer and of course his best friend uh from college jeff gladney the tcu cornerback passed away this offseason it's obviously been a tumultuous uh, offseason for for Jalen Rager and and start to his career, and he was he's always been very good at like standing up and, and answering questions. And it's it's always tough in a situation like this where he's standing in front of a mic with all these guys around him, and it's sort of ping ponging back and forth between questions about oh, you came in the best shape of your life, is that true? How do you feel? Uh, like how good is your camp going? what about this personal tragedy that's going on in your life? And like, you know, you know, it's a little bit, it's a little bit gross. Right. But uh, he was willing to talk about it. And I, I wanted to ask him if there's anything that he's like doing tangibly or that's in his mind that he, that he does to sort of keep Jeff, you know, his memory close to him, except I didn't say Jeff. I said, what did I say? Great. I said, Greg. I was speaking to Derek Barnett at the time, so yes. I said, is there anything you, you, you're doing to keep Greg close to you? And I don't know what was going on in my head. And he he could have, like, he would have been well within his rights to be, like, extremely offended and extremely uh, huffy with me or just, like, actually angry or upset. And he took it. He was he was very generous. He was like, oh, you mean Jeff? It's like, and then he just, so I was, I was grateful. But when I said it, I was like, it's like my heart just bad. dropped. I don't know. I don't know where that came from. I uh, I was talking to Jimmy Kemsky about it afterwards. Like, was it the G of Gladney that made me do that? Was it uh, Greg Newsom, also a, a cornerback from maybe the same draft class who had purple colors in college? I don't know what it was, but uh, that was my that was my low point of. Uh, I don't know. Probably probably the beat. Felt terrible. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to hear that. Got good on Jalen to to help you out there. And I would say you've had many high points on this beat too. So don't get, don't get too down about it. And you know, you're only, you're only as good as your next question. Yeah. But you know, the fact that you're showing like, you know, that it really bothered you, I think is, you know, shows your human side too. So 
you know, good good for him to answer it that way. I well. almost pulled a Raven Clark and retired on the spot. <laughs> the Raven Clark did that? No, we joked about that the other day when yeah. he left. He stopped practicing, but it was maybe uh, in part because he'd been he'd been okay. getting dusted all day long. Gotcha. All right, uh, it was a relatively light practice uh, today. Yeah, fifty nine minutes. Could you calm down? I'm about to send it to you. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. We were okay. too serious for the first seven minutes yes. there, Zach. Now it's got to. <laughs> it was a relatively light practice at the Novacare Complex today as the Eagles prepare for Friday night's preseason opener against the New York Jets to get the latest on what happened for what people are saying was a good day for the quarterback and maybe a sense of whether that quarterback is going to play on Friday night. We send it now to Zach Berman, the Stone Cold Newsman. Thanks, Bo. The Eagles practiced today for 59 minutes, and it was their uh, final preparation, full full practice preparation, before Friday's preseason opener against the New York Jets. They have a walkthrough on Thursday, but today was their final practice. The starters, in fact, are going to play in that preseason opener. Coach Nick Sirianni said today that he, he can change it up until kickoff, but he expects these guys to play one to two series. Uh, so certainly something to pay attention to. And what could help in that, for, in particular for Jalen Hurts, is that the Eagles have left tackles on the men. Jordan Mailata and Andre Dillard were both back at practice on a limited basis, but they were taking team reps. Uh, I'm sorry, team reps, uh, first team reps at left tackle. And they were alternating uh, both of them with the first team. So that will certainly help. Of course, Cam Jurgens was the first team center for the second consecutive day as Jason Kelsey underwent surgery. We discussed that yesterday. Nick Sirianni did not put a definitive timetable on it, but suggested that they're hopeful for week one and pointed out that Jason Kelsey has a track record of 122 consecutive starts. So if it's close, you can probably count him to be out there. Uh, so that those are the, the, the major updates. As far as the injuries go, the new injury today was Anthony Harris. He has a tooth ailment that kept him out of practice. Also out of practice, Grant Calcaterra and LaRaven Clark with hamstring injuries. Kenny Gainwell with a hip injury. John Hightower with a groin injury. Jimmy Moreland with an ankle injury. Boston Scott with, with a concussion. Devontae Smith with a groin injury. Jaquiski Tark continues to miss practice for personal reasons. Carrie Vincent Jr. with a groin injury. Greg Ward with a toe injury. And Carrick Weefall continues to be absent with a hamstring injury. Back to you, Bo. Thanks, Zach. Good thing we got that wheat fall update. <laughs> Nothing if not thorough. Uh, now, now uh, Zach, have the Eagles made any transactional news lately? They actually have not. Um, they, I know there's a report uh -oh. out there right now. I'm still working on uh, confirming it, but Ian Rappaport of the NFL Network says the Eagles are signing uh, former North Texas running back DeAndre Torrey. I know DeAndre Torrey worked out for the Eagles today, um, but I am still working on confirmation of a signing. So maybe uh, by the end of this podcast, we'll have that official. But according to Rap Sheet, uh, they are doing that signing. And scouting report on him is he's a he's sort of a mixture of DeAndre Carter and Torrey Smith. <laughs> uh, he does have a little DeAndre Carter in him. He's a smaller back. I think he's – I don't have it in front of me. I think he's like 5'8", 190 or thereabouts. So uh, – yeah, if you're looking for the power running back, 
he's not the power running back. Now that said, I I do want to bring this up because they need I, bodies. Go ahead. I had the chance to speak to J- uh, Jamal Singleton yesterday, the Eagles running backs coach, and I asked him this topic because I know it's something that fans have asked me, whether it's in the chats that we do, whether it's it's the mailbags about the lack of a power running back. And Jamal Singleton said that that quality is good to have, but it doesn't need to come in the 240-pound frame, right? That uh, he pointed out, and this is something Chip Kelly used to say about Darren Sproles. He, he, he pointed out how a small running back like, like Boston Scott can be effective in, in a smaller crease. Now, my personal opinion on this is their power running back, their short yardage running back, that's Jalen Hurts. And uh, if you look at the data, Jalen Hurts is more effective in short yardage and goal line situations than LeGarrette Blunt was in 2017 than Jordan Howard was in 2019. Uh, so I'd be confident in Jalen Hurts in those situations. And also by the numbers, the best short yardage running back on the team last year was Boston Scott. Yes. So there you go. I, I know I do think that they will, they will at some point add somebody with that body type to the practice squad potentially. Um, and, you know, I would say uh, – put the majority of your turkeys on it just being Jordan Howard again, because, you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. But uh, I, I don't think there's a, uh, an eagerness to, to make that happen. I think they're, they're, they know that they can do that when, when the time comes. It's also a, a position that, you know, once roster cuts come, come down, there are going to be people who shake loose who are interesting to some degree. And it's a position where you don't need a ton of time in the offense to yeah. be, you know, a, a fine backup. So I would agree. Uh, now I, I know you are the host here and in the driver's seat, um, but I am curious because are we at the Quactus report segment? Um, you are. Well, you'd like to, well, because you, you, I mean, if you're going to, if you're going to make this a mutiny and take over the, I don't uh, know, but, but you seem to object before we got on the show of a characterization of Jalen Hurts's practice. And you wanted me to uh, address it in the news report, but the news report that's not for subjectivity. That's not for opinion. That's just we're so just too. giving you the information. Um, that the rest of the pod, you know, we, we need to have a delineation between what we're reporting and what we're projecting. Well, if you say so, I mean, <laughs> just trying the to real news doesn't do it that way. The real news isn't like that. Yeah, we sent it to you. Sent it to John Clark, and he says, uh, "What a, what a day everybody had." <laughs> well, who did not have a day today, Bo? In your in your estimation, who did not have a day? Anthony Harris. He's got a hurt too. <laughs> That's true. I mean, that sucks. Poor well, guy. I mean, yeah. If 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 you've had, I I don't know what what the illness was, but I I I had I was covering a uh, a Patriots playoff game in 2013. Kissing uh, the ring. And it was. That's January how you hurt her too. If you kissed the ring no, in in, in January ring. 13. I think it was. Kiss it it might have been against the Ravens. Um, I gotta look that up. Uh, but yeah, I think the Ravens won that game. Yeah, I remember that game. Yeah. Um, but I, I had like a, a bad toothache and I, I remember I didn't bite the ring, but I remember getting back to Philly the following Monday and like trying to find a dentist who could see me then. Yeah. So yeah, a toothache is not fun. Just another thing that you and Anthony Harris have in common. Is there anything else we have in common? (laughs) Well, actually, yeah, there's quite, we, we both lived in Charlottesville for a period. Correct. Yes. Yeah, lots um, of stuff. Yeah. Tough, you know, interesting set of injuries for, for Anthony Harris. He has the tooth. Last year he had the combination of hands and groin, which was uh, 
on all of our radars. And so, you know, <laughs> not on all of our radars. I'm not sure how the tooth got involved there, but use your imagination. Um, oh, my, <laughs> my objection to. We're, yeah, we're live here. You know that. Right? <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's okay. It's only our first episode. Nobody's watching. Um, let's see the Quactus report. You're, you're, you're teasing it. And, uh, my only objection is there's there's a, I've seen a characterization a few a few places now that this was Jalen Hurts's best practice of the summer was that your read? I thought it was one of his better practices, and the reason I'll say that is he went downfield more, he was efficient. Um, you know the the he didn't turn the ball over. Uh, he did. You know there weren't as many incompletions that were on him. I would say. Um, yeah, I thought this was one he of his better practices. He hasn't thrown an interception in team period since the third. Well, practice. earlier on. Well, so yeah. we're talking about 10 practices here, right? Okay. And so of, of those 10, I would say this is been, this is one of the top two or three. I just it's hard for me to say a practice in shells when they weren't even in pads. You are such and a, a football 59 guy. minute practice could possibly gotcha. be his best practice of the summer. Honestly, I I think you I mean they're playing offense. patty cake out there. I think you and offensive linemen should just grunt to each other about we this do. practice, right? That's what Michael and yes. I are going to do when I go to Cleveland. Yes. Um, <laughs> look, this is going to be like the scene in The Wire uh, uh, with with McNulty and Bunk when they're just saying curse words, except yes. it's going to be just except it's going to be just grunts. Yes. Look, I like home I improvement think... level grunts. Yes. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, oh. <laughs> I'll do that again. <laughs> oh. Um, <clears throat> look, I, I've. I've been on this um I I've stood on this soapbox before when we talk about practice reports. And if we're giving daily practice observations, I'm not then saying we assess I'm what saying happened that day. Context. So yeah, so if if I if I'm gonna be like, yeah, he he threw a really nice pass to AJ Brown, but they were all in shorts and shells, so we don't know what the, I mean, of course, everything is with the asterisk that this is practice, that this is not, yeah, this is not a similar practice to when they're in full pads. I all, you know, there was a play, the first seven on seven period, um, or, or, or I'm sorry, the first 11 on 11 period. And I was walking over because I was watching, I was trying to get any Cam Jurgen nuggets and I'm walking over and they start on the far flex. field. I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> um, and AJ, they hit AJ Brown on a, on a crosser, right? And Brown had, had had yards in front of him, but there was there was uh, questions about whether or not that was a sack, right? And this is something I've actually asked Gannon about, asked Hertz about, because this seems to come up most days. Like, do I rule this a sack, or could could Jalen Hurts have shaken free? Did did Josh Sweat pull up, and so you know he didn't go all the way? So, anyways, so uh, my my point is is that. This isn't a real game. We know that, but we're observing what we see in practice. And I thought Jalen Hurts had a better day than most. I mean, he had a lot of, to quote the wire again, 40-degree days this summer, right? He had he had practices that, yeah, they weren't great. They weren't bad. They, you know, they were unremarkable. Like, you know, like Stringer says, no one remembers a 40-degree day. And I thought that today was not a 40-degree day. Okay. I think it was about the same level he's been the past week. You completely week. no sold. I sold your wire, Mickey. I I sold your wire. Reference. I'm not supposed to sell a <laughs> reference. <laughs> you, oh, good one. 
it's just a it's just a point of context it's not right. it's not Fair i mean enough. you're the comedy fan you're not this is not sebastian maniscalco over here your boy hey i love him me too thank you i would love that he he's in atlantic city in november oh let's if, go if, yeah if I'm you're down. in the area yep me you and emily <laughs> I, I would love that we can get michael if it's the bye week oh yeah <laughs> Sorry, Bo. You can't come. You don't like It's comedy. okay. He does a very good Benny DiNucci impression. That seems to be the, the one trick in his bag. Jeez. How, how, how confident you must be to rip on the comedy of Sebastian Minikowska. Just saying. All right. All right. Uh, let's take a little break. We've got Zach Rosenblatt waiting. Uh, so we'll take a break and be back and talk a little J-E-T-S Jets. Maybe we can get a ranking of the best moms on the team. <laughs> Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not preach you and your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. All right, back on Birds with Friends, Bo, Zach, and Marissa, and we welcome to the show for the first time, Zach Rosenblatt. Zach, how you doing? I'm good, guys. How you doing? Doing very well. Good to see you. Uh, how is your uh, How's your working relationship with Marissa so far? <laughs> it's been great. I, I quoted you to her about you uh, earlier. <laughs> good, good, Here, good. He's, he's already using I know that's right. So I mean, yeah. it's been going so, great. Yeah, I, I was gonna say I, I was hesitant to come on here because I'm still bitter about uh, losing to you in the 53 uh, man roster contest. Oh, in don't 2019. Even, Has Bo ever high, brought that up? No, that must, breaker, that must and have been. We got the practice squad on me and I, I still am upset about it. Now that must yeah. have been the that must have been the first of the three in a row. That was uh, yeah, three was, years uh, ago. I am, of course, still the defending back-to-back-to-back -to -back oh, -back champion. I didn't know that part. Uh, <laughs> the king of the beat. So thank you for bringing that up. Uh, this is this is good. This is like uh, you must feel you must you must feel some satisfaction or like some historical significance that that you were the first who was vanquished. It's like the person who lost uh, to Serena Williams in her first oh, Grand God. Slam final or something. I regret coming on here already. <laughs> <laughs> I I enjoyed uh, your your introduction column and i thought it was actually something that that's like that that bo would have liked to do is the <laughs> is is interviewing himself right because 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 that's what it was it was a, a real creative column well done so thank welcome you to the i appreciate team. it yeah I'm yeah i was trying I don't to do something a little different him. i did think about bo and it was kind of bowish um yes i got i got the idea because donald glover did like uh a few months ago he did this like very weird interview with himself it was mm. kind of strange i i, I think I, I went more in the direction of just trying to introduce myself to people. But Did you find it to be funny? My own or Donald Glover's? Donald Glover's. 
there were some funny parts, but it, there's like some weird things in there. So I, it was, hard. I don't know. It was well, you have to run it by Bo because he is the arbiter of what's funny. And what's I, not funny. Right. Okay. That's right. I think so, I've, I have, I have done the uh, mailbag uh, self questions before. You have. Uh, that's that's a good a good. Format. Couldn't get enough questions uh, from. Always good way to engage the audience. Yeah. So. <laughs> exactly right. Um, all right, uh, Zach. Now, other Zach uh, gazed you up on the podcast yesterday. Uh, talked oh, about um, how there were a, a couple times where he was working on a story and and you beat him to it, or you uh, you know you took the same angle, and he was very impressed. The most uh, critical way to impress Zach is to do the job that he's trying to do. Uh, and so if he, if I'm the arbiter of funny, he's the arbiter of good beat writing. Uh, so keep that in mind. And I, I combined you, I, I compared you to, uh, I said that you are like the, the Doug Peterson uh, of this beat because you are coming in replacing, you know, uh, sort of a tire fire. And uh, like, all you have to do is be professional to, to, to bring this things up. Do you think that's fair? I said, Wait, we're Bo, all going to be nice on this podcast, Bo. Okay? I'm, I'm re- by, by replacing a tire fire, you mean I'm replacing Connor? Is that what you're saying? That's right. Yeah, he's the Urban oh, Meyer. Yes, and I, I, def- I definitely yeah. agree with that then, yes. Okay. Wow. All right, so Zach, uh, my first question is, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, like from following you and Connor on Twitter, it, it feels like there have been a lot of fights at Jets camp. Is that right? What's going on? There was like three yesterday. Um, yeah, there's... Not, there hasn't been anything like the, I don't know if you saw the Giants fight that happened. Okay. Uh, that one was pretty crazy, where it looked like a guy was being dragged, his dead body. Oh, yeah, and he sort of looked dead. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's just the heat. You know, they keep blaming. Uh, they keep seeing the same same people every day. I don't know. It's it is it is kind of strange. But there hasn't been any like huge dust ups or nobody particularly important okay. has been getting in fights. Honestly, so I don't know. You know, you wonder about this game because everybody's oh like you can't can't wait to see somebody else in a different colored jersey. Like it finally hit somebody else, but. The jer- I mean, the colors are pretty similar. <laughs> that, that's true, yeah. <laughs> what other podcast would you go on that they would ask you that, Zach? I, I mean, feel like this. I feel like this is not going well so far. I feel like this is a little bit, little, little bit uh, naval. I'm having a great time. So far. I'm having a great time. Uh, all right, Zach. I guess, I guess uh, the most important question is about a Zach here. Um, and like, do you see a, a, a step being taken from Zach Wilson and? Also, like, set things up for us here. Like, are are, are the Jets going to be playing their starters deep into this game? What's the expectation? Um, to answer that part first, yeah, they're they're going to play the starters for a couple series. I think is the plan. So it'll probably amount to like a quarter. Um, I don't know what the Eagles are doing, but uh, said yeah, one to say, two series. Yeah, yeah. So it'll probably be they'll probably be matched up for around the same time. Pretty much everybody that's healthy is going to play, and the Jets are not very banged up right now, which has been a positive development for them. But yeah, except Zach Wilson. Jackal. Yeah. Yeah, Zach Wilson's had – he start, when he started off camp, I wasn't really sure about him because this is kind of my first exposure to him. But um, he's had a lot of – a few good practices in a row. He's getting pressured quite a bit, which is good practice for him because that might be a thing in the season too. Um, but he, he's impressed me. You know, he has a lot of talent. He's pretty athletic. Um, he can make things happen when the plays break down. He can throw the ball pretty far. Like, I, I've been impressed with him. I'm kind of reserving judgment until I see him actually play somebody though. How much I, do you do you take it upon yourself as as a someone who covers the Jets? Do you have to follow his mom on Instagram? <laughs> I actually have not. That's a good point. That's bad journalism by me. I haven't followed her yet. There could um, be some news breaking there. Yeah. I, <laughs> I mean, I, from what I understand, it's a pretty wild place. So I don't know if I want to, but it could affect your life. Yeah. Beat, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I saw on uh, 
I, I believe from you that Robert Sala said Joe Flacco is a starting quarterback in this league, which is actually similar to Bo's opinion of Joe Flacco. <laughs> um, if if you were doing Mike Sando's quarterback tiers, where would you put Joe Flacco on those quarterback tiers? I mean, he's had a good camp, but he's going against backup Jets defensive back, so <laughs> I don't know. Um, I mean, today he like threw a touchdown, and he like then he like ran over to talk smack to the defensive sideline. Like he, what? It, it was I did not see that coming from Joe. Maybe it was a friend of his. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I mean, I wouldn't put him in the top thirty-two. Like I wouldn't start Joe Flacco at thirty-seven years old. I probably wouldn't have started him at thirty-three years old. So. <laughs> Joe Flacco, he handed out Audubon hardware gift gift certificates. Uh, how's how's Elijah Riley looking? <laughs> the important stuff here. Yeah. I, I mean, I haven't noticed him very much. I, he is, he's out there. I think he's probably fighting for a roster spot. Okay. Well, who, um, was he running with the twos? Uh, yeah, he, he kind of, I think he rotates in there with the, with the backups. Yeah. But he hasn't really made any plays. I would say necessarily. Well, Sorry. Just, you just wait for Friday night. He's when the yeah. lights go on, nobody yeah, nobody shines yeah, like, right, like right. ER. Yeah. Go ahead, Zach. <laughs> go ahead. Other Zach. <laughs> uh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm curious too. uh, the, the first round picks that they have there, right? This was a big draft for Joe Douglas. We all know Joe D. And uh, oh. <laughs> what's wrong with saying that? Giving him the we Joe all, D nod. We all know Joe Douglas. And uh, <laughs> you know, I I actually I I really liked their draft this year. I, I thought between Sars, sorry, between Sauce Gardner, um, Garrett Wilson, Jermaine Johnson, who I was, you know, who I was high on, Brees Hall, who I thought was the best running back in the draft. Right. These are four guys who, like, if we look in our pre-draft rankings, I was talking up all four of them. So maybe, maybe they did some scouting from uh, the the. No wonder you call him Joe D. You were the you were the <laughs> um, draft consultant. They, so, but but it is. It, I I think it is pretty critical for Joe Douglas's future in New York that this class pans out. What have you seen from that group so far? Yeah, they've they've been really impressive. Uh, I would say, in particular, Sauce Gardner. I don't. I. Today, I, he did something he's been doing all camp, which has been when he's one-on-one, -on -one, like down the field, he almost never lets a, a pass get by him. And it's it's honestly been remarkable. I've never seen a corner that looks like him physically, his long arms and long legs. And um, he's got a lot of confidence. Um, he's opposite DJ Reed. So, and I think DJ Reed's pretty good. So I think teams are probably going to target Sauce quite a bit. So I'm curious to see how he handles that. But he's been, he's been very impressive. Garrett Wilson, he's... He's only like six foot six one, but he's such an insane athlete that he plays a lot bigger than that. He goes up and gets passes that he should not be catching. And I think he's going to be pretty good. I think his ceiling's extremely high. I don't know if he'll like, you know, dominate as a rookie as some other of these first round guys have. Jermaine Johnson, I think they're, they view that as more of a project, uh, maybe more than I, either they or I expected. They keep talking about how he needs to go against other teams and he has a long way to go as a run stopper and things like that. So I think his role might not be as big as you would expect. And then Brees Hall, Honestly, I, I didn't know that much about him coming in. He, he really does look the part. I mean, I, every time he touches the ball, um, he just runs really strong. He runs fast. He's pretty big. He's like 6'1", 220. Um, and he hits the hole really hard. And they have Michael Carter, who's also pretty good, but I, I don't see a way that they can keep Brees Hall off the field very much. Hmm. I think he's quite talented. So just in terms of, you know, this is a this is a first preseason game. We're, we're probably not going to see, you know, most of the starters for very long. Are there guys um, – with the backups who are who are going to play that you're excited to see that that Eagles fans might you know be need to be aware of that could um, pop. you know and one that Jets fans are really passionate about is Denzel Mims he's a guy that was drafted pretty high he's you know 6'4 he can run really fast he's had a rough start to his career 
fans are like obsessed with him just being great, even though he hasn't really shown that. So I'm he's not going to he enjoy does. coming to Philadelphia, by the way. That's yeah, right. True. Yeah. 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 Um, and I, it's going to be, I honestly think they're probably trying to trade him. So it'll be like a, you know, trade bait type situation for him. Um, you know, a guy that Eagles fans are familiar with, Bill Parks. He's had a pretty good camp. I'm, he's fighting for a roster spot um, as a Double first safety. name all-star. Um, yeah, yeah, true. Uh, I'm interested in him. Um, Jamie and Sherwood, he's a backup linebacker. I think he's going to get a lot of snaps. Robert Sala called him the Florham Park Strangler. Was his nickname? It's a good name. I like that. Yeah, because of his like long arms and stuff like that. I don't, uh, somebody asked him if like if anyone's called him that outside of the facility, and then if he has to explain himself to like random people, he said that hasn't happened yet. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, he's he's interesting. Um, I'm trying to think some other ones. Who are the, who are the other quarterbacks after Flacco? You got Joe Flacco, Mike White, and then they have Chris Streveler, who's like mm. this Canadian football journeyman who I don't even know if we'll get any. Yeah, it was like the Cardinals backup. A couple years yeah, ago. Right? He's, yeah, he's the fourth string. I, I'm not sure if I've seen him throw the ball. He's like one of those training camp arms that just kind of <laughs> hanging out in the back and maybe, you know, I don't know, playing patty cake with Zach Wilson in the meeting room. The Mike White era was fun last year. You, you remember he was all over the back pages. He, he had yes. one good game. And yeah, there, there's questions about whether he should be the starter for a moment. It, it, things are things are wild in New York. Um, yeah, it, it, he, he hasn't had a great camp, I would say, but he's, I think they like him. I think he'll probably be on the team. We did get a question that I think is interesting from Chris, who's a Jets fan, and he's actually wondering about Dillard. So this is vice mm. versa. Mm. Um, if there's any potential with the Jets uh, tackle situation, we know Dillard doesn't play right tackle, but that's could Dillard potentially be a possibility <clears throat> on the Jets offensive line? Yeah, I think that's that's part of the issue is that since he can't play right tackle, I don't know that they would because right now they're tr- they're talking to Dwayne Brown. It seems like that'll happen. If it doesn't, they're kind of in trouble at right tackle. <laughs> Um, and, but Dwayne Brown also can't, can't play on the right side, but you feel better maybe about Dwayne Brown plugging in at left tackle than Andre Dillard, who, you know, is kind of young, kind of unproven. He's in his last year of his contract too, right? Correct. So it's not like they would have him next year. So the youth maybe necessarily isn't a good thing. Um, so I, I don't know. I, I, I get the, I, a lot of people have been making that tie. I, I don't see that being a thing though. Okay. Connor Hughes always talked about Bryce Huff. As if like this, this, this guy was, was going to be the next great pass rusher. I like Bryce off. I like him at the Shrine game. Yeah. What's Wait, uh, did you just say you liked something Connor liked? Yeah. Oh man. I'm going to have to wow. flip this. this I off know you had this relationship time. with Connor. This is great. <laughs> it's, it's based on, uh, on, the, on Marissa's favorite podcast. <laughs> yeah. Right? They, they fight over yeah. me. Yeah. Like yeah. my yeah. children. Yeah. There's yeah. no contest. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> so Zach, now you have like the Dillard my lot of, but battle. go ahead. Yeah, so what's is is Bryce Huff as good as as Connor Hughes makes him sound? He he's another one that I was trying to think of um when Bo asked that question. I he he's been pretty good in camp. I think he's been one of their best pass rushers. If he went into camp as like a bubble guy, I think he's probably a lock. He's he's gonna play more than Jermaine Johnson, probably their third defensive end. He'll get in on some pass rushing. I, I think the coaching staff really likes him. I I don't know what Connor had said about him. I don't think he's like a star or anything. Maybe you don't want him as like a full time starter, but um he's an intriguing young guy. Yeah, I mean, Connor also talked up, uh, uh, what was his name? Josh Adams, the former Eagles running <laughs> oh, back. Oh, man. I remember cut, him. Like, as if he was like. He was on the Eagles and I was there. Adrian Peterson in his prime or something like that. Uh, so, A lot of former know. Eagles on, on that Jets roster. Yeah. Yeah, Nate yeah, Herbig's there. Um, Nate Herbig. Yeah. How, is, yeah. how is Nasty yeah. Nate doing? I actually, I was watching, uh, I was paying a little more attention to the backup offensive line for the last couple of days. Oh, that's, that's Bo's music. Pretty, is he playing guard <laughs> or center? guard he's playing guard um 
he's look. I think he's looked pretty good. I think he's he's pretty locked in. I think he's probably their best backup uh, lineman, honestly. They have they have some troubles with depth. I think he's pretty locked in as he would come in to start if they needed somebody. Has so he had from, to, has from he had, sitting next to Bo throughout the entire Nate Herbig era? I, I I might be talking about. He knows what exactly what I'm going to say. Okay, pay attention to the end of a quarter. If oh, no. the Jets, if the Jets are in, are in like the red zone or inside the ten, Nate Herbig's face when he has to go to the opposite <laughs> side of the field, man, like it's it, it's it's like what I tell my son that you know no more dessert tonight, right? Like, uh, yeah. Wow, that's a good observation. I, I'm gonna look. I was actually that. wondering if you have you've had a chance to see him float in water. Uh, because not, on his on his in the media guide for for the length of his time with the Eagles, his uh, his like secret talent was floating in water. We, but we've had this discussion what? on here. Michael can't float. <laughs> yeah. We've had this discussion. I think it's like an offensive yeah. line, bigger body thing. So I think it oh. is impressive that he can float. Because so I've tried. His, to he's teach only me. one of his offensive lineman friends that can float. My yeah. my, my memory of Nate Herbig from the Eagles is they were like. A bunch of the players had been shipped like one of those very spicy chips or whatever in like a very special package. And he was like the only one that was willing to do it. And I think you're, oh, you, did you do it also? I did it. Yeah. So you and Nate Herbig, yeah. I think, were the only ones that did it. It wasn't yeah. good. It wasn't good <laughs> so, to the stomach. So should we do a uh, a two can you name former Eagles on the Jets or is that too esoteric? Sure. Okay. Is it, uh, uh, this is for you, Bo. This is for me. I mean, Zach. Yeah, Zach covers the team. Okay, so Herbig and Elijah and Flacco, we've covered. Mm -hmm. How many more mm -hmm. are there? And Will Parks, we've said. There's a few more here. Looking at their roster, that mm. there's, yeah, there's three that there's, there's. There's a pretty big one, yeah. Yeah, there's three that I see. One of them, I'll, I'll give you some hints. Okay. Okay. One of them played in the USFL. If you're reading any stories recently about the uh, USFL, this guy was featured. You a big USFL fan, Bo? No. <laughs> <laughs> come on Bo this is your game you gotta get these uh, he's a wide receiver who went to James Madison Rashard Davis yes really I yeah. signed him right before camp yeah yeah that's exciting one okay. of these guys you'll definitely know because uh he has one of the best collection of Jordans you'll ever see nice he's Vinny's on the roster still he's playing He's he's banged up right now he was he was playing pretty they like love him over there oh okay they love him that's good one I'm of these guys has a i believe he has a donut shop in his hometown in iowa maybe uh joe ostman nope <laughs> uh joe ostman's parents have a have a bakery yeah. up in yes. northern michigan joe ostman's not on the eagles anymore no. i thought he had like a lifetime contract <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, waved injured uh, uh, a donut shop in ohio I, I, I no 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 not ohio iowa i believe i could be wrong about this but I very believe different that's the case. that might that maybe it's nebraska jake not <laughs> no uh ross piercebacher ross oh. piercebacher i would not have got yeah. that i don't even know um, if i knew he was on the eagles on the he was in he was a training camp body no he was the end of the season too they claimed him from washington yeah, that okay. year yeah <laughs> 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 um yeah so i think I think that's the extent of okay. The, that's pretty good. That's a pretty pretty long list. Zach, yeah, what uh, Zach with a K? Let's get like a, a little a little uh, uh, inside baseball here. You've this is your third team now. Mm -hmm. How would you compare uh, the Jets in terms of like training camp? What you get to see? What you're allowed to report? Uh, you know the the overall uh, beat writer experience compared to the other two places you've been. Oh man, 
That's, that's interesting. The, so the, the Jets are, they're a little, you're not allowed to say like where people line up. Um, you're not supposed to say, you know, first team, second team, third team. I, I, don't, I don't know if it's like so strict that they would, you know, um, you know, I don't know, kill you. <laughs> um, I couldn't think of anything else. <laughs> Make you um, the, the Giants, they, they're, the Giants let you pretty much tweet anything during training camp. Um, and they, they were letting people do videos during like team drills. And then um, they will put an end to that, right? Yeah, I can't, honestly can't even remember what Eagles access was like. It's been so long. Pre-pandemic. But yeah, pre-pandemic. The Giants are very oh, no, no, How so was so Eagles training camp, I remember you were able to go in the locker room back when I covered yeah. them, yeah, which has not been the case for the Giants or Jets. No. I know that. Nah. Not yet. The, Gi- yeah, the Giants are classy that starts. way, though. They they let you report what you what you see. Yeah, yeah no, if you're a, a bad special teams <laughs> player, they'll keep you around as long as you uh, continue <laughs> committing domestic violence. Oh my god! Uh, I'll stay classy. away from that one. What's your next inside baseball question? I mean, that was it. You're the you're the inside baseball man. You're the Stone Cold News man. I feel like Zach's been generous with his time. What else? What else yeah. you got for him? Oh no, we. I I don't know I, how I, much time. I have he a Joe Douglas uh, Joe Douglas anecdote that I think Zach in particular. Would yes, please. Um, yes. So I I got to just chat with him before training camp. Just like the beat writers got to chat with him, nice. and uh, he remember he remembered who I was, and he remembered. Me especially because during Robert Sala's uh, intro press conference, they did like you know off to the side interviews after, and the question I asked him was about if he was if he was bringing the cohabitation matrix with him to uh, to New York. <laughs> nice. He was like taking it back that somebody asked about that. He's like, how do you know about that? <laughs> That's really nice. good. Yeah. I like and it. He I, he's like, you asked me that damn question about yeah. the cohabitation matrix. I love that. Yeah. yeah. Good. Yeah. Good work there. And I did was he listening bring it with to. Him? Did he bring? Yeah. Yeah. Did he bring it with him? What he said in the press conference was, no, he did not bring it. <laughs> okay. um, I was listening to a Joe Douglas uh, podcast with uh, Thomas Dimitrov back uh, the, the weekend before training camp started. And, uh, and there was, the, there was some good stuff in there. He was, he was in the, he was at, he was at Woody Johnson's farm, but there was a, uh, there was a book at the end of the podcast. The last book that he said, he said he read it on a West coast trip last year. It's about a general. You can, you can, you can look it up. And I was, on the verge of recommending it to you. But at the same time, I remember Chip Kelly once said his favorite book was, uh, was Benjamin Franklin's autobiography. And so I, I read it one summer and I learned nothing at all about Chip. Um, <laughs> but like, I, I learned a lot about electricity. Right. So, uh, so I, I don't know how much you can deduce from Joe D from that, but uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm hoping I, hoping I bump into him. Although, although based on him losing his, his right tackle, I imagine he, he, he won't be in the best of moods. Did- yeah. It's uh Tough spot with the Beckton stuff. Did Dimitrov in that interview complain about the uh, salary of general managers? <laughs> it is a question he's asked every one of those guys so far. Yes. yes. <laughs> he started a podcast just to complain about how much general managers get paid. It's like, dude, stay away read the room. <laughs> well, he is reading the room. It's just other general yeah. managers. Yeah. <laughs> How what Joe? How unfair is it? Do you feel compared to coaches that you make this much money? I don't know. I I've enjoyed all those podcasts. I've 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 learned a thing or two from each of these guys. So highly okay. recommend it. Uh, all right, Zach. I'll, here's my last inside baseball question for you. How how is like uh, the athletic experience treating you? Yeah, it's been awesome. You know, it's been a whirlwind because I started like right when training camp started, so just kind of mm-hmm. jumped right in. Tough to be thrown uh, in with a new team and all that stuff, but. I don't know. It's fun. The Jets fan base is wild. Um, they're pretty passionate, and Connor built up a good following. So um, I'm enjoying it a lot. I've wanted to work at the Athletic for a while. So 
Well said. Um, excited, and we'll have our first Can't Wait podcast tomorrow. I know. So I've had, I actually had a lot of people tweeting at me mad that I went on your guys' pod before my first Can't Wait podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and my, I think so. yeah, my last inside baseball question too. And I, I, I'm, I've tried to be sensitive here about not like talking about your time on the Eagles too much. You're, you're creating an identity with the Jets. I understand that you're, you're the Jets writer for the Athletic, um, and 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 you're all Jets. But when you were covering the Eagles. Um, you were an Arizona grad during a period when the biggest story was yeah. an Arizona grad playing quarterback. And uh, I vividly remember during that run, you were coming out with some good Nick Foles stuff. What's your one best Nick Foles anecdote that you can share to our audience? Oh, man. Nick Foles. I'm sorry to put you on the spot. Is that a bad question? <laughs> no, no, it's a good question. Okay. I just haven't thought about okay. Nick in a while. Um what, Man, I'll, I'll jump in quickly just to give you a second to think about it um, so <laughs> well, you can come up with it. One thing I learned about Nick Foles, he drinks this interesting coffee called oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bulletproof oh, Coffee. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's just, really into Zach it. wrote about that. He's a bit of an evangelist about it. And uh, <laughs> yeah. Honestly, people, people get offended if you write about it. So. <laughs> yes. This isn't like that exciting of a anecdote, but when he was at Arizona, I like – I he was in like a quarterback battle with a guy named Matt Scott, who's like a, a works at a car dealership now. Um, and he lost out to him because Nick was just like always so bad in practice. Um, I think he kind of translated to the Eagles too. I feel like he wasn't very good as a practice player. Mm -hmm. and, and then, but then he would go in, go in on Saturday and like blow and like just go gangbusters because the stats in Arizona are pretty wild. Yeah. I just remember him not being a good practice player at all. I actually covered his last home game in Arizona. That was the first game oh, wow. I ever covered at university of Arizona football. I still have a photo. His like hair is very long. He looks very young. Um, yeah, I, I I was able to going from that and then covering him. I came in right after he won the Super Bowl in that year where he led them to the playoffs at the end again. We would bond in the locker room over just like complaining about how Arizona football, how bad they were and stuff. Um, yeah, Nick Nick's you know you can't complain about Nick. He was always he was always the best. There you go. Right. I figured our our listeners would appreciate that one. Yeah, yeah. good tee up. All right. Uh, well, Zach Rosenblatt, thank you for taking some time to join us on Birds with Friends. Good luck uh, on the beat, and we'll see you on Friday night. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me on. All right. Back with a little more on Birds with Friends after uh, this word from our valued sponsors. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, back on Birds with Friends. Thanks again to Zach Rosenblatt, uh, Zach and Marissa here. Uh, Zach, let's uh, let, let's figure or, or finish up the Quackness report here. What aside from uh, debating how good Jalen Hurts' day was, what were some of the the, the highlights? What, what are the things that jumped out? Well, the highlight was a pass to AJ Brown uh, in in seven on sevens, the right corner of the end zone, and what ju- what stood out there was A.J. Brown discussed this yesterday. Late hands is what he calls it, right? Where you you're, you don't lift your hands up to make the catch until the last possible second. So James Bradbury was actually in good coverage in this seven-on-seven. Seven. And, um, and A.J. Brown didn't lift his hands up until the ball was like just over Bradbury's shoulder. Good, uh, A well-placed ball by Hertz. But the, what stood out to me there was the catch by AJ Brown and Brown, sick. yeah, and, and and Brown spoke yesterday about this is something that he's uh, working on. I actually let me pull up the exact quote here because I I thought it's 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 pretty it's pretty good insight into like the head of a of a wide receiver who's that good but is trying to get better, right? Um, so he said. Uh, he said, I, he said, quote, I keep my arms swinging. He doesn't know where the ball's at, but I do. So I just try to stay calm, relax, and at the last minute, I throw my hands up and, and, and make a catch. I've done it a couple times this camp. I call it winning late, too. If I don't win the release, I need to win late. It's, I mean, it, he's, he has done it a few times. It's pretty. He's just so good, man. Yes. It's like every day, he's so good. He makes things so easy. It's great, man. Uh, um, shout out. We've got, uh, looks like we've got uh, some, some royalty in the chat. We've got uh, Sua Opeta's cousin. Shout out to, uh, to the Opeta family. Yeah. Nice. Got, the only, the only person in birds with friends history who loves Sua more than I do. So uh, Mark, you'll be happy to know that Sua took uh first team snaps at left guard today. Now I, I, I don't quite know the reason why Landon Dickerson was not out there. He, it didn't appear to be injury related and it might've just been giving him a, a bit of a rest. Um, but Sua was taking first team snaps at left guard. Yeah, there, there were three periods of team drills today, and yeah, Landon Dickerson did not practice in either of the the second two. I don't. He was on the sideline, um, so he's alive. But um, we, it's a good baseline. The word, the, the, there was no imi- uh, initial word about anything being being wrong with him. So uh, I also thought, um, and and this was essentially a passing practice, right? Like because they were in shorts and shells, you're not getting the type of O-line, D-line work that you would when they have pads on. But uh, I thought Zach Pascal had a good practice again. He wrote about him yesterday. Um, I was, you know, I actually He's have, got a little bit more juice than than I think I gave him yeah. credit for, it seems so like. So I, I have the Zach Pascal page in front of me here uh, because I was writing about this. Uh, what stood out to me was was the way he was navigating the end zone, right? Like he he knows how to find space in the end zone, and he can, he can also box, you know, he has – he has good size, he's 6'2", 215. But if you include the postseason, 16 of his 155 catches have gone for touchdowns. I thought that was a pretty good rate. Yeah. Sounds yeah. like a good rate. Yeah. 
uh, I'm going to, I'm going to give another Kemsky pop here, but we were, uh, we were talking the other day, um, about his contribution to pro football reference, which is that, um, he, Jimmy was so adamant on continually pounding sleeves for Sam Bradford that uh, sleeves is in is like the official nickname for on pro football reference for Sam really? Bradford, which is pretty good. I would like I would like the birds of friends community to see if we can get Pascal the rascal uh, working enough that we can get him on Pascal the rascal on on his pro football reference. I, you don't I, think that's gonna, you don't think that's going to happen? You should ask Zach what he wants. Not about him. <laughs> I thought the the Florham Park Strangler. What was? What, was yeah, that, that was fun? good. That was a an intense one. <laughs> <laughs> that was an intense one. I don't know if I would want that to be my nickname. <laughs> yeah, me neither. Do you think Zach Pascal's favorite food is still Chipotle? Yeah, it's still Chipotle. Is that what it is on his? That's what it is guy? in his bio. But then, but that must be. Oh, oh well. Do you think it was from Chipotle, the quesadilla? I don't know. That's what I'm wondering. Mm. But the 16 pound, the one that cost him to lose 16 pounds. Some some uh, some suggestion in the chat for Pascal Flats, um, and you have to understand that the the thing that's wrong with that in comparison is that I didn't come up with it. So <laughs> let's be fair. Uh, so so I um I mean Jalen Rager made a catch along the sideline, right? There there wasn't a huge sample size, but but he had a nice, nice catch play. along the sideline. And that was with the ones. Yeah, and yeah. It was against Slay. Yeah. Um. Uh, you know. So. He, I, I give Jalen Rager credit. He's he's shown up this summer, right? Like he hasn't been just going through the motions. He's he's playing, and if you're just, he deserves a spot on the roster, right? Context independent. Now, I still think that they're going to play him this preseason, and if a trade offer comes, um, they could be enticed by it. But uh, I give him credit. He's had a good summer. I and think you they, spoke to him afterwards. Yeah, yeah. I think they would love to trade him. I think I think they would, but that is that is separate from the fact that he has been good this summer, consistently, like every day stacking the days. I, I, I it's been it's been good to watch. It's been it's been nice. One guy who who jumped out to me, um, and he jumps out to me a, a lot of days here, because uh, I I see, you know, I, I I do the old football coach just you know, just writing down the number and then you go after practice and you're looking at the number. Yeah. 75 is in my notes a lot. Yes. Aaron Jackson is making play after play every day. Looked like he had a sack with the ones yes. today. Yep. Um, yeah. Teron Jackson has, has, has been uh, much flashier than he was last year when it was just little bits and pieces here and there. Yeah. Um, no doubt about it. I think that's a good call. Um, didn't think Gardner Minshew was, was very good today. He had a nice pass. To I thought today that he was better today than he has been. Maybe I just, down, I don't know, there was an interception that, but uh, by your boy Christian Ellis, when when he when he he, he missed his guy, and I thought yeah, well, uh, no, the guy dropped it. Well, he, yeah, there he was, threw it behind him, but the guy yeah, dropped it. He threw it behind him. I I don't know. I mean, apparently the threshold okay. for Jalen Hurts right. is Patrick Mahomes. The threshold for Gardner Minshew is showing up. Right? Uh, so. Who says I, I'm not giving Jalen Hurts the Patrick Mahomes threshold? I think he's been good. <laughs> You were like people said this was a good practice day. I didn't think it was that good. I didn't think it was his best. I think he's okay. been better. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I mean, uh, and Sirianni spoke about Minshew before and said some of the interceptions so far haven't been on Minshew. Um, and then he also said that uh, with Minshew, you look at the track record, right? Like, you know, he's he's played, he's won games for the Eagles. He has 
uh, now, now Nick had those numbers. I actually didn't fact check the the numbers. Was that the accurate touchdown to interception split? I didn't. He check said. Uh, he said that. Uh, I mean, I think it is true that like Gardner Minshew's yeah. career as a starter is is more important context than yeah. how he's done in training camp so far. But yes. he has been disappointing. Yes. Uh so yeah, those were were, were kind of the uh, the big notes. Reed Blankenship. Seeing him with the ones uh, stood out. So there were yeah. three, again, there were three periods um, of team drills. And with Anthony Harris out, there were three different partners for Marcus Epps. In the first period, it was Kayvon Wallace. In the second period, it was Andre Sachere. In the third period, it was Reed Blankenship. But the other guys have, have gotten work with the ones before. This was the first time I've seen, I've seen, um, I've seen Blankenship with the ones. He got the he got the pop. He got the official yeah. camp crush pop. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, you I, you probably grunted that to coaches, right? He <laughs> <laughs> uh, grunt he uh, grunted uh. 46. <laughs> Where's the dynamite dropping? I've been waiting to use it. <laughs> yes. That's good. Uh, okay, well, Zach. I mean, let's 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 actually set the scene here for the preseason game. Um, the expectation that the starters are going to play one to two series. What are the things that that uh, you are most looking forward to seeing? What are, what are the most important things in your mind? Well, I'm I'm frankly a bit surprised that the starters are playing that. I know they played it last year. That was like I said on I think I said it on the podcast yesterday that uh, that was before the uh, the the open the joint practices and i know the coaches like the way the joint practices went so i'm a bit surprised by this um but yeah so the first thing is obviously this is this is like the you know generic if you if if you're on the uh network you know tv station and you just want to give the big picture thing they got to get out of the game healthy right but that's that's the truth here right like you don't want you don't want Jalen hurts to get sacked in two series you know in a in a game when he's playing two series here uh, so yeah, that's sure going to run the ball. I'm sure he'll, yeah. it'll be like one or two play action passes yeah. or, or a quick out from shotgun. He's, he's yeah. going to throw like two passes, but yeah. So, so honestly, the, like what I'm looking for in this game, it's not the starters. I want to see Jordan Davis against, you know, like, uh, you know, against an opposing offensive line. And, um, you know, this is, uh, I, I want to see Jordan Davis in this scheme. And I, I really think he's, he's going to be, he's going to be really good. Right. Like, like there have been, players there have been there have been rookies that they've taken who they were excited about in the draft then they had the guy in camp and they were they were trying to like downplay it right they knew it was going to take some time i think they they've liked what they've seen from jordan davis so far um and uh i'm, I'm curious to see it's interesting him. i'd like to read more about that oh yeah yeah i i have a story coming out tomorrow um on on jordan davis you can okay, check that all out yes yeah, so you can check that all out uh on the athletic uh, and then, so, so what else am I looking forward to? See? I, I, I mean, a Reed Sinet has been at, I, and you were on it first. I give you credit. He was, he's been better than Carson strong, like significantly, but you identified it from, I don't know that I was first on practice. that, but, uh, I want to see Reed Sinet in games because again, I'm not convinced they're keeping three quarterbacks on the 53 man roster. How aware is. Reed Berman about Reed Sinet. Have you been telling him about there is a quarterback named Reed on the Eagles? I have not. Um, I probably should because they're 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 spelled the same way, right? I, I mean, uh, 
but no, I, I have not read knows, you know, he, 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 he knows him at training camp every day. He always wants to know, is there, is there a training camp tomorrow? Is there a training camp tomorrow? Um, so, uh, but no, we have not discussed reads in that yet. Got to, got to get that in, got to force that in. I will. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I'm excited to, I'm interested to see Sinet. Um, I would say in terms of like the second level guys, the, the stuff that I'm most interested in are, um, I'd like to see the linebackers. I'd like to see Nicobe Dean. Um, yep. I'm sure he's going to get some run. We want to see how, how, uh, he looks, how he plays in a real game environment. Uh, because as I've, as I've said throughout camp, I think linebacker and, and safety might be the toughest positions to, to judge, uh, when they're not live. And I'm, I, again, this is a, another theme, but I'm interested in seeing the, the depth corners. I'm, I'm interested in those guys. It seems like um, right now, Josh Job has separated from the uh, other undrafted guys, at least from, from Mario Goodrich and Josh Blackwell. He's been getting some run with the second team opposite Zach McPherson. I think he's got an actual shot to, to maybe make the roster um, if he can leapfrog the likes of, of Mac McCain and Tay Gowan. I thought I, the the one thing that was interesting to me, I, I know it was in my practice notes yesterday, Zach, the one thing that was interesting from the official depth chart that the team released, which is usually uh, pretty by the book and, and no big surprises. Actually, there were two things. But the, the one thing that was very interesting to me was that they gave Kerry Vincent the number two corner spot opposite Zach McPherson and lumped everybody else into the threes. Like there was no, because there were plenty of places where it was like, this guy and that guy, like Kenny Gainwell and Boston Scott, but it wasn't Kerry Vincent and Tay Gowan. It was just Kerry Vincent. I thought that was a little bit interesting. Did you? Yeah, I can see that. And I mean, he was with the twos. They had 13 starters, right? And so, right. He was, but yeah, he was, yeah. No, I, I saw that. I, I got him in. I saw it in your practice notes. I did. I did I, right. and yeah, stood out there. Yeah. The other thing that made me laugh in that depth chart was Dick Rod's placement. Like they they had to make sure that he was listed as an actual number two alongside Jay. It was like Jack Stoll slash D Richard Rogers. Like we got to we got to protect his feelings. But uh, they had John Rager as the top punt returner and kick returner in those. Yeah. Uh, I, I think you're going to see a lot of Britton Covey in those spots. Yeah, I mean, listen, Covey, if he's gonna if he's gonna make the roster, it's gonna be as the is gonna be as the returner. So he's gonna get some shots here. Uh, I think that's a, a very interesting thing to watch. And then, uh, you know, those second year defensive linemen we've talked about, Teron mm -hmm. Jackson and Marlon Tui-Pelotu, who have had very good And Marvin camps. Wilson. I'd put Marvin Wilson in that group too, with second year defensive linemen. Would you? Yes. Yeah, I think he's had a good camp. Okay. Um, I'm interested to see if if that plays out in the games. You know, if if uh, as good as they've looked in the summer means that they're going to look good in the, in the preseason games. Offensive line. By the way, I, I'm, I'm looking at the pronunciation here because I am a stickler now for pronunciation. Yes. And I say Covey, it's Covey. It's Covey. Yes. C U H V. Covey. -E. And, yeah, and, and it's Jaquaski. Yes. Uh, um, offensive yeah, line wise, um, it's interesting now because Kelsey's out. That yeah. Do you think Jurgens plays first and second team? No. Mm, I think he'll. Oh, oh, actually, I do. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm sorry. I do. I think he'll play like a quarter and a half. Yeah, I agree like with that. you. I agree. He'll get a little bit more run than maybe yes. one or two more series than the starters. Yes. Um, but it's interesting now because that means that uh, Jack Anderson goes from a second team guard to a second team center. Coyote Awashika goes from left tackle to right guard sometimes, um, depending on things. But yeah, I, I want to see how Coyote does. I want to see how Driscoll does. 
because they've made this bet where where Driscoll's just a right tackle at the moment, and he's been okay, but you know, killed by Brandon Graham on a daily basis. So let's see how he does against uh, you know the, the Bryce Huffs of the world. Yes, exactly, exactly. Uh, no, so I I think those are all good. Um, I I want to see among like the wide receivers, uh, the down the depth chart guys, Deion Kane's guy who is who stood out to me, Britton Covey is someone who has had a good camp as as we've said how do they do in game situations look i i know this is not a sexy storyline but we don't really cover punters in training in training camp because they they're not doing much special teams work in terms of kicking and punting with the full team and i have said this uh and this isn't an original take actually this came from uh from Dave Fipp when i was i was asking him one time about not having internal competition. And he's like, the competition's the rest of the league, right? Like you can, right. that's a position where you just get somebody, right? If, if you want to make a change. Uh, and so Aaron Sipos, he needs to have a good summer. And if he doesn't have a good summer, then the waiver wire, like it's it's not like you, you really need a punter to have a full summer with the team. You can make that change the week of the game. So uh, I, I'm, I'm paying attention to that on special teams. And uh, I kind of want to see, just in terms of the 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 game day operations, if things are smooth, like if, if plays are getting in quickly, that kind of thing. Yeah, I think that's fair. With Sipos, he he explained, you know, he took that dip, the sort of second half of the season, um, and he explained that that some of it had to do with the drops. It was pretty much all the drops. He he needs to be more consistent on the drops. That's what he was working on over the summer. He also uh, very deftly. <laughs> Uh, threw his uh, brand new baby under the bus. You know, his child was born in like November, which coincided with his with his drop in, in productivity. He's like he wasn't getting as much sleep. He wasn't focusing as much. He had other things going on. Uh, and she also, I, I believe, she had some uh, some complications in the gotcha. beginning. He said so. I mean, he gotcha. wasn't actually gotcha. blaming her, but he was explaining the the course of the season. So I she's, do, I she's do all remember. good now, and and uh, yeah, he, he feels very confident about about the year ahead. I I do remember. Um, when Jordan Hicks had a baby, it was, it was late in the season, and I made a comment to him like, "Probably not getting a lot of sleep, huh?" And he's like, "Oh no, I'm in a different room." Yeah, I remember that too. He's like, <laughs> yeah. "It was a contract year." He's like, "Yes, oh, oh yeah, she. It's a contract year. I can't. I gotta <laughs> exactly. get my sleep." Yeah. <laughs> and and I'm 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 thinking there like I would love if 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 you know around that same time I I I, I think I had some babies at home and I'm like sorry I you know I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, trying to sweetie, impress yeah. the athletic right now right right you know like I'm I'm doing I real well with the choir but yeah so uh, Marissa don't 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 get any ideas oh Michael already thinks like oh if we have kids during the season then you know he's off duty I'm like I don't know about that so <laughs> I don't know to be determined but yeah shout out to all the super moms out there. Well, these guys are, you know, on the field. <laughs> I agree with that. That's right. All right. Uh, oh, Marissa, do you have any? Uh, do you have any pop culture? Uh, oh shit! I forgot. For I was okay. too worried about downloading the laugh track and getting it up. That's okay. Time. Don't worry about it. We'll What's have the, re- the? We'll have the rest of our life with this sack. So we can. Uh, I, I mean, this is something we, that we can discuss off air, but we tend to do this stuff on air. Um, what's the post game plan? Are we going to do it together? Uh, are we going to go? you know, you know, you know, do it separately. Mm. I'm, I'm curious from like a YouTube perspective, uh, do, do people like when, when we're in separate boxes or do people like when we're in the same box, what's, what's the best course of action? Because 
we do need to figure out post games now. And it is a little different than, you know, I mean, from a COVID perspective than it used to be. That's true. Good question. Thank you guys. Let us know what, how you feel in the chat. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Let's know. I mean, I'll I think I, I would, I, I mean, I don't want to speak for them. I imagine that timing is maybe a little bit more important okay. for, a, for a night game, right? They'd rather yeah. be up relatively soon, but yeah, I don't know. So we can do it there. I'm good with that. Yeah. That's yeah. okay with Marissa. Yeah. Good. Okay. Same box. Matt PD. Oh, three <laughs> says. Same box. Hopefully, we're going to go to a quad box now, and this is why you really love football, man. This is what gets you going, oh, baby, first time of the year. 19 weeks of football action. I did tell Michael, I said, yeah, I used the, I can't wait for some football voice. And he goes, oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) So, probably didn't go back and listen, but. (laughs) So, it, it always bothers Emily. Uh, or I, I shouldn't say bothers her, but she, but she finds it funny when I'm like, I have practice or I have a game. Like mm-hmm. I, I always think about you, Marissa, like when, <laughs> you know, like Michael literally has practice and, and a game. I am going to practice and going to a game. Yes. Yeah. Same thing. You guys got to report on it, take notes, yeah. you know, those practice observations. So yeah. yeah, I see it. I wouldn't put it past you to like, to have practice for yourself though. Like <laughs> this watch like, pre-season. watch like a YouTube video of a football practice. And it's just you practicing taking notes. <laughs> Actually, one of the uh, the security guards on the sideline today comes up to me and and he asked me. He said he said, "What are you writing down?" Or, or he said he said, "Why are you writing everything down?" I said, "I write down each play." And he said, "Do you give it to the coaches?" I said, "No, I I write about this." Um, and, and he didn't realize I was part of the media. Mm. Um, so I I don't know if he thought I was part of the staff or just a spectator or what. But he was. You look like a football guy. And then he and then he wanted to see he wanted to see the notes, and Did, I was yeah, and so I was showing. Show him. Him? It was just yeah, it was just yes. crude drawings of yeah. body parts. <laughs> yeah, I'll show him the notes. Yeah, so quick, no way. Why would you say such a thing here? Yeah. Uh, like nine twenty five right. slay PBU, you know? Yeah, yeah, nine, yeah, that kind of stuff. Yeah. So, Zach. I, I, uh, if you were to guess the name of a uh, a podcast about sports media, what would you what would you guess? What would be something that's that's original? Well, there are many that I listen to. Hmm. One of them is the Press Box. Oh, that's interesting. I've seen that this the spot Spotify is uh, and the Ringer are like ex- they're they're launching these new podcasts on these different verticals. I've seen this. It's yeah. brand new, right? It's not brand new, no. But but they've had. I listened to one in the car yesterday with Paul Feinbaum, uh, and then they have one today. I don't know if you've heard. I know I haven't. I okay. Okay. Not on my radar. <laughs> I'm trying to be careful here, Marissa. I'm not leaving this to Bo. I know. Got my hand on the end button. <laughs> okay. Anything you want to get off your chest? Bro? My brother, my brother was was uh, stopping by today. Uh, he slept over last night. Was on his way out, and and you had alerted us that this that this came through on on that episode, and I played it, and obviously I was furious, um, just livid. And he's like, "Well, he's like, how are you gonna how are you gonna use this to make Zach feel uncomfortable?" <laughs> I said, well, I'm I'm just going to talk about it in a way that makes him feel uncomfortable. So I'm going to ask him to to get into it. So I knew I knew that this would happen. Yeah. You have nothing to say. So well. 
I mean, I, look, uh, we have a a podcast, Birds with Friends, that's been around for six years now. Correct, going into year seven. It predates uh, it predates me. Bow and Shield did an outstanding job creating it. I think Is when this year when, seven? when yeah, it's it's Jesus. it's. It's That's my year six, I thought. It's year six. Yeah, it's year, year six. This is year six. Yeah. Year six, correct. Yeah, it's my fourth year on the beats this yeah. year. I thought when when Marissa came, it got brought up a notch. No disrespect to Not about that. To to Bo's producing. Um, but just having a producer and one as skilled as as, as Marissa. So yeah, so you guys we, do all the work. I'm but we're certainly not a new podcast. <laughs> yeah, we've we've been we've 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 been around. But I appreciate all the uh, all the good attention that we can get. Yeah, any publicity is good publicity, right? That's that saying. I my only you my say only, that I that's my, not always my real thought is like uh, you just your company just hired a guy to do podcasts, and his main podcast was this podcast. <laughs> He was complimenting the name of your podcast, though. That I you don't created. think it was a compliment. Did you? But did you come also up like with think that of all the puns, the strained puns that we've had over the years? <laughs> well, that's that's what I was thinking about it in the car. If if like, only he knew of all the like, things. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like of all the ham-breasted, terrible puns I've thrown into titles. I mean, literally, all he has to do is just look at the episode title "Craning Camp," right, and then realize that we're doing a quackness report, um, and that uh, I mean, I mean, need I go on that that we that we uh, we play? Uh, someone, 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 sit him down in front of the Ospreys. This so, is so. So, oh, Jacob is it Brian Curtis or Curtis Bryan? <laughs> so. Jacob in the chat is asking what the heck everyone is talking about. It's better. So, <laughs> should we just leave no context or? Yeah, let's seek it out. I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm deferring it to Bo because I'm actually a big fan of that podcast, uh, like like genuinely. But I I do want to tell uh, you, I, mean, I, was I talking... love David Shoemaker. Yeah. I feel like he can he can appreciate yeah. a nice uh, a nice a nice build here. Well, you know, I was I was talking to, I was talking to my cousin who has turned into a devoted Birds with Friends slash Bo Wolf fan, and. Uh, and he was saying that you know I was I was thinking, uh, egrets is a bird. You can you can mix that into a uh, into thing with like regrets. And I said Bo doesn't need any ideas, but I will bring this up on the podcast. Well, he somebody, does that. Somebody was oh. not paying attention close enough to the Ospreys. Of course, the egrets. I've had a few. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, I believe the worst offseason <laughs> signing went to Joe Flacco. Gotcha. Uh, yeah, for this year. So Joe Flacco starting NFL quarterback according to Robert Sala. So yeah, good. All right. Uh, I get. Sorry, did you have something, Marissa? No. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, well, that'll do it for this uh, wonderful episode of Birds with Friends. Thanks to everybody for listening. Uh, very exciting to get, to get a chance to see Elijah in person again on Friday night. I think everybody is. Oh, I have good. one thing to add, if I can. Please. Um, this is almost a public service announcement because we we've, we've done a few of these this this week, but we are on Cameo. Uh, it goes to charity. And, uh, and so you basically get like a private birds with friends episode. I think we're doing one after this show, but I, if, if it's you crazy. Each one's like an hour long, <laughs> yeah, uh, but, uh, please don't advertise that, <laughs> but no, no, uh, seriously, if you, if, if you are a fan of the show and you're looking for a unique gift, uh, we're happy to do it. And the money does, does, does not go into our pockets. It goes to charity. So please, please join in. All right. Thank you for that. That was good. Uh, and, you know, now that we're uh, all the way at the end, you know, 
Shield would get on me to, to say say this in the beginning. You know, rate, su- review, subscribe, download, delete, all that good stuff. Make sure that it gets on the radar of uh, sports media podcasts more than six years into the future uh, next time. And then, you know, we move on from there. So uh, for Zach and Elijah and Marissa and other Zach and um, others, other Zach's mom, I'm Bo. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you after the game on Friday. And as always, we love you.